Chapter 8 of the Book of Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila. This is a Discerning Hearts recording read by Chris McGregor. The Book of Foundations, written by St. Teresa of Avila and translated from the Spanish by the Reverend John Dalton. It seems to me that the mere mention of visions or revelations causes terror in some persons, but I do not comprehend the reason why they consider it so very dangerous a thing for God to conduct a soul this way, nor can I understand whence this astonishment comes. I do not wish at present to present which are good or which are bad, nor will I mention the signs which I have heard from many learned persons for discerning these points. But I will speak of that which he should do who shall see himself in this condition, because such as these will meet with few confessors who will not leave them in great fear. And truly, when they tell these confessors how the devil represents to them many kinds of spiritual blasphemies and things dishonest and shameful, the relation does not trouble the confessors so much as the account of an angel having spoken to them, or that our Lord Jesus Christ crucified appeared to them, at which they seem to be scandalized. Neither do I desire to treat here when revelations are from God, since this is already known by the great benefits conferred on the soul. But I wish to speak of those representations which the devil makes to deceive us by counterfeiting the image of Christ our Lord or of his saints. With regard to this matter, I believe that our Lord will not permit nor give him the power to be able to deceive anyone by such like representations, except it be by their own fault. Rather, he himself will be deceived, and thus we have no reason to be afraid. But let us trust in God and pay no regard to these things, except to praise our Lord the more. I know a person whom her confessor made very unhappy on account of such things, and afterwards, by what was discovered from the great effects and good works which followed therefrom, It was clear that they were from God, and she felt it very hard when she saw our Lord's image in any vision to make the sign of the cross or to offer an insult to it, for she was commanded so to do. Treating afterwards on the subject with Domenico Benez, a very learned man, he said, I was ill-advised that no one should do so, for whenever we see the picture of our Lord, it is proper to reverence it, though the devil may have painted it, for he is a skillful painter, and that he even does us good while he desires to do us harm. If he should draw a crucifix for us or any other image to the life in such a manner as to leave it engraven on our hearts. These words suited me very well, for when we see a very fine picture, though we know it has been painted by a bad man, yet we should not therefore undervalue it, nor make no account of the painter, so as to leave off our devotions. The good or evil does not consist in the vision, but in him who sees it and does not thereby advance in humility. But if there be humility, no harm can befall us, though it come from the devil. And if there be not humility, though it should come from God, it will do us no good. For if that which ought to humble the soul, seeing that she does not deserve such favors, does but make her proud, It will be like a spider, which converts all it eats into poison, and not like the bee, which converts everything into honey. I wish to explain myself more clearly, 
If our Lord, through his goodness, should desire to represent himself to a soul, in order that she might both know him and love him, or if he should wish to discover some secret to her, or to grant her some particular favors and graces, but if she, on the other hand, instead of humbling herself under them, and thereby acknowledging how little her baseness deserved them, should immediately take herself for a saint, and imagine that these favors were bestowed on her for some service she had done, then it is evident that the great good which might have come herefrom is converted, as by a spider, into evil. Now, let us suppose for the present that the devil is the author of these apparitions, in order to excite us to pride. Yet, if the soul, thinking that they are from God, humbles herself and acknowledges she is undeserving of such great favors and endeavors to serve him the more fervently, if seeing herself rich, she yet considers herself not deserving to eat the crumbs which fall from the tables of those persons on whom she has heard God bestows such favors. If she humble herself and begin to force herself to do penance, to give herself more to prayer, and to be more careful not to offend this Lord who she supposes grants her this favor, and if she be resolved to obey with greater perfection, then I am confident the devil will not return but will go away confounded and leave no evil in the soul. When he bids her to do some things or tells her things to come, she should mention these to a discreet and learned confessor, not believing or doing anything but what he shall order her. She should also communicate with the prioress on the matter, that she may provide her with such a confessor and let her remember this advice, that if she will not obey what her confessor shall tell her, and will not suffer herself to be guided by him. It is either some evil spirit, or else a terrible melancholy. For supposing the confessor to be mistaken, yet she will not make a mistake by following his directions, even though an angel of the Lord should speak to her, because our Lord will give her light, or effect the accomplishment of what was revealed to her, and to act thus is to be without danger." But to do otherwise is to expose ourselves to many dangers and much evil. Let this truth be remembered, that our natural weakness is very great, especially in women, and that it shows itself the most in this kind of prayer. And thus it is necessary that we should not consider every little thing which presents itself to us as a vision. For let them believe me, when it is a vision in reality, it will make itself sufficiently understood. When there is a little melancholy, more care is required. For some have come to me on account of these fancies who have quite astonished me. For how is it possible that such should really think that they see things which they do not see? Once a confessor came to me in great astonishment who had confessed a person who told him that Our Lady often visited her and sitting down on her bed, remained talking with her for more than an hour and revealed to her things to come as well as many other matters. Among so many extravagancies, some things proved true and then all were considered as such. 
I immediately knew what was the matter, though I did not dare to say so, for we live in a world in which we should consider what others may think of us, that so our words may have effect. And so I told him to wait a little and see if these predictions prove true and to make inquiry about other effects and get information concerning the life of that person. In fine, when things came to be examined into, all was discovered to be foolery. I could say much more on this subject, all which would prove my purpose, namely that no one should easily give credit to such things, but should go on for a time and thoroughly understand the case before she speak of it, in order not to deceive the confessor, nor wish to deceive him, because if the confessor, however learned he may be, has not experience in these matters, he will not be able to understand them. It is not many years ago, but only very lately, that a certain man grossly deceived some very learned and spiritual persons in these very matters until he came to treat with an individual who had experience in the caresses of our Lord and who saw clearly that it was folly and illusion. Though then the party was not discovered, but continued disguised. After a short time, our Lord discovered the person to him, though this same person had before suffered much because she was not believed. For these and many other reasons, it is very proper that each of the sisters should treat frankly with the prioress on the nature of her prayers. And let the prioress take great care to examine well the character and perfection of each sister in order that she may inform the confessor so that he may the better understand her. And let her make choice of one for this purpose, if the ordinary confessor be not skilled in such matters. Let her also be very careful that things of this nature be not made known to persons without, however much we may judge them to come from God, and the favors may evidently be miraculous. Neither should they be made known to confessors who have not the prudence to keep silence. For silence is of more importance than they imagine, and they should not talk about them with one another. Let the prioress always listen to them with prudence, inclining more to praise those who will excel in humility, mortification, and obedience than those whom God has called by this supernatural way of prayer, though they may possess all other virtues. For if it be the Spirit of God, it brings humility with it to make us delight in being despised. And it will do her no harm and much good to others. For as they cannot attain that which God bestows on whom he pleases, they are disconsolate till they obtain these other virtues, although God gives them also. Still they may be obtained by our own endeavors, and they are great value for the religious state. May his divine majesty be pleased to give them to us. For by spiritual exercises, carefulness, and prayer on our part, he will not refuse them to anyone who, confiding in his mercy, shall endeavor to obtain them.